Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? We in the house for episode 81. Welcome, everyone. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, man. Let's go ahead and uh, we'll jump right on into it. Man, Um, I've been really getting into to this show. Uh, it's called... Uh, clickbaity uh the political thirst trap it's three black <laughs> black guys who it's pretty funny who it's are man. very intelligent very articulate and and have followed politics for long enough to have relevant opinions and yeah, i've really been enjoying it. it's been setting my mornings off right yo i really do appreciate that shit yo like i want to give a shout out to them um it features benjamin dixon i know i've talked about him on the podcast in the past but uh the show is well worth the while i know there's no paid sponsorship or nothing but it's a great source of just relevant political conversation and it comes on real early in the morning so it's right up my alley but yeah that's what i've been uh, starting my days off with in uh this week but yeah man uh let's get into some entertainment news bro so so evidently tory lanes feels like he's put enough distance between his uh his last uh, foray into the streets, and uh, he's trying. He's out here making music and all of this shit. And and not that I don't want him to make music, but the people who who are co-signing him, I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now? You know what I mean? And I and I, I thought it was real interesting because because he had like Funk Flex, who I personally have never liked, but is very popular in the community, and he's co-signing him for music and shit. Um, I'm, I don't, I, you know, other artists have, have pointed him out in the streets. I don't think that they're actually co-signing him. I'm just, they seem to be pointing him out in abject horror. Like, what is this nigga <laughs> doing in the streets right now? <laughs> but yo, like. Hey man, I don't know. I feel like the streets lost a lot of credibility after 619 was running around and straight absolutely, up like. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, you absolutely. can't really account on the streets to do nothing, but like. For an established set, set like Treyway to or the, the train nine bloods to be toppled so like they ain't in the streets no more like mm-hmm. they, well, he is, they, they are and, and and he is and like for that to happen with this nigga wearing lace fronts in the street <laughs> like streets of sleep streets right now. definitely took well i'm sorry let me just let me differentiate east coast streets have taken a hit <clears throat> heavy the East Coast streets have taken a heavy hit. I'm not going to talk about, yo, West Coast streets. We live in the West Coast streets, so I'm not even going to talk sideways <laughs> about nothing that goes on out here. But, um, nah, those, those East Coast streets, they definitely got some splaining to do. You know what I mean? And I really, I, I, I'm really upset because I think that we, we have to have a, a serious discussion in the community as to what it means to protect black women. Period. Because we can't let that only we can't let that not extend to black men, because black women are mostly in the custody. And, I, and when I say they're mostly around black men, I don't want to say they're in the custody of black men, because when I say it, I mean it paternalistically. But most people will take it misogynistically, and that's not what I mean at all. I mean like they, we are tasked in society as their protectors, and they are in our presence most often, and so. It's incumbent among amongst black men to really solidify amongst us, like what does it mean to protect black women? Because I I don't agree with what the with what 
this generation thinks that protecting black women is. I really don't. Because they seem to think that 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 it it involves a lot of clicking on their computer. And it doesn't. It means a lot of putting your life on the line and 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 vote and and showing your your opinion with your feet or hands if you have to. And you can't let niggas like Tory Lanes. And I mean like 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 Meg is is a she is such a good role model. She she manages to to balance her her real life and her performance life so well and and it's just she has such a bright future furthermore not to discount what she's already done on it for us not to protect her it's like then what the fuck does it mean to protect black women like i know what that means to me but niggas really got to figure that shit the fuck out because i don't really I, I i really have a problem with the fact that niggas is letting this 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 person into the culture who who's committed a relatively egregious act without any kind of of you know what I mean like I'm not that I'm particularly open to to whatever he has to say but he hasn't even attempted <laughs> you know what I mean he's 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 like done some bullshit online uh press uh promo run where he fake you know faked out information and then did an album release like Come on, man. This nigga is scummy, dude. Like, are y'all niggas that hard up on money? Like, yo, Funk Flex, are you that hard up on money? Because this nigga is on IG co-signing him with his face and everything, putting that <laughs> out to his people. It's like, nah, man. Come on, man. Come on. How does that show? And then and then on top of that, Meg went out and did that amazing performance on SNL and, 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 and came out so strong to to represent the the you know the plight of black women in in this society right now called out the AG of Kentucky like yeah fuck nah, that dude. man like fuck that yo nah B. I don't I don't fuck with nobody who's co-signing Tory that's just that's just straight up I'm sorry you can't you can't claim to love and respect black women period and support Tory Lanes that's just though that's not some, that that's that doesn't match up anymore with me. You know what I mean, and, and and that's what it means to protect black women, and and what I do, you know what I mean, and that's was a little thing, you know what I mean. Would I won't give any, I won't give any of my <clears throat> whatever, what my my ad dollars, my my purchasing dollars. I will never put towards somebody, nor will I support platforms that platform someone who attacks black women. Period hands down and he has done nothing to assuage the idea that he attacked a black woman so i don't support him or anyone who supports him straight up you know what i mean and and i i feel like you gotta you know sometimes you gotta make hard lines like that you do because it, it it's old it's only lip service you know what i mean it's all. It's only lip service if you're gonna say it out in public and then go behind the money, uh, go behind the scenes, <clears throat> and promote these people and make money with them. That and, and, and I don't think that that's a, a positive way to be. But yeah, no, I just it, it, it rubbed me the wrong way when I saw people running around with Tory Lanes and just yeah, I thought I thought it it, it should spark up a bigger conversation, a much bigger conversation. 
No integrity, man. Nah. People don't have no integrity, bro. That's an issue. None. It's um, not worth nothing. Can't buy yeah. nothing with it. Speaking of and some in uh, entertainment, have you checked out any new music? Because the new YG dropped. And I, a bunch of <clears throat> a bunch of the homies was hitting me up and was like, yo, gotta check the new YG. So I was like, all right, all right. Gotta take some time out for my mans. You know what I mean? And and it, it's a, it's a well-produced project, great features. It's, it's your typical YG, you know what I mean? It's Right, it, right. And I know I don't give the greatest music reviews, but I'm always looking for things that are, are changing their format. And that's one thing. That's what. That's why I always love a Kendrick Lamar album because it's such a drastic format change, style change. You know what I mean? <clears throat> yeah, he the, does uh, a lot as an artist. Yeah, all of the f- uh, features are going to be used creatively. You know what I mean? You're going to get all kinds of shit going on in there. I'm and, actually excited for um, Extinction Level Event Two. Busta Rhymes just that, um, put boy, out that he finished Busta recording. Busta Rhymes has been holding in the so, hopper for decades. I'm super duper excited for that. He Word. just put out like this promo video for it um, on 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 YouTube, but it's not really nothing. It's just like, like it's just it's like a teaser. It, it's basically like um, like a short. Yeah, it's just like a four minute short of like fucking a sermon where like priests are fucking doing the Ash Wednesday thing. But when he puts their thumb on their head, it says like Ely too. And then outside the church, it's like fucking apocalypse and storming and shit. So he put out on, on, um, uh, I think it was on Instagram a couple days ago that he was done recording it. So he's going to release the release date to come out. So, bro, I'm so excited for that. Dude. Extinction level event was... Bomb threat to the whole world. Bro. Extinction uh, level event. Yo, that shit was so lit. What was Man. All, what was all on it? Um, was Give Me Some Moan? Give Me Some Moan. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, really? That was on there. That was um, uh, uh, Janet Jackson and um, uh, uh, yeah. the Janet Jackson Buster Rhymes yeah. joint. It had, um, oh, it had the fucking Buster Rhymes mystical joint. Oh, oh man. Why, what, was it Wild Wildin? Yeah, it's a Wildin with us. It's getting rowdy with us. It's a Wildin with, with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. my sh- yo. That album is yeah, so fucking iconic, bro. Lit from like beginning. Yeah, I to really end. hope. Listen, it's Busta do. It's Busta doing it. So it is what it is. But I really hope he does himself justice. <laughs> because like nah. that's that's a really yo. Nah, I'll put that album up against. I don't think Busta has fallen off at all. You feel me? I like that recent joint that he put out with um uh, uh, Anderson Park a little days ago. It took him a while to really get on the beat, but I actually like you. I think is it called you, or is that just how the chorus goes? But he's got that one that I really like, and his one with vibes that he did like a month prior was really dope. Okay, so, so he's got some fucking fire features. I yo, give him that. Modern Bus is the shit, man. But uh, nah, cause you know what it is. He did. Yeah, he was working with OT Genesis, and that was a stigma to me, bro. Uh, like, why you do that? I bro? agree, but after I Not I I, I like OT Genesis, like so three OT Genesis songs, like super tough. You feel me? I don't listen to his whole thing, but they're like the three songs that I do know of his. I fucks with them super tough. I like. Them. Is it the Coco song? That, that nah, I don't like okay. that one. That one's that one's super dumb. That one's super dumb. I hate that. So I despise but, that song so much that I didn't give the rest of his. Um, nah, his, I his I fucking love Cut It. I would give Cut It a shot. Um, that one that Beyonce remix that I can't remember right now is pretty dope. Um, Everybody mad. 
fucking lit. Okay. Um, All right, I'm gonna check out OT Genesis because I, I definitely. No, no, I'm with I was you. Like, yo, I can't. Because when he first came out, I was <laughs> I was like super clowning him, and I also saw him in I the background of buses stuff this all song the time. Was just so ridiculous. I mean, it's young people. Newer, newer music is like that. You feel me? Like Young Thug spends is super big off singing off key. I absolutely hate it, but like that's what makes him popular. So right. you know, yeah. it's just that's just how, it is what it is, really. It is. But I, I, hey, listen, I got, I got <laughs> nothing. I, I would give him a shot because, yeah. like you, I also heard "I'm in Love." With, I thought it was stupid. I still don't like that song, but um, some other stuff. You know what? It's really what it is. Somebody did a remix of "Everybody Mad," and I heard it and I liked that, and I was like, "Yo, this shit is really dope." And eventually, I was like, "Yo, let me actually listen to the original version." And then I actually, I actually fuck with him. So yeah. I don't yeah. think OT Genesis is that bad. I think he's actually pretty dope. You know what it was is that I thought he was a I thought he was a parody rapper and I Low. wasn't interested in parody rap at the time because I just the song was so basic and ridiculous. I couldn't think I didn't think that anybody who was taking rap seriously would make that. I mean, um, I mean, but, I feel you, but I don't really think that's that. Like, what's it, what's that stupid fucking steel drum bullshit that Soldier Boy did? I think that's way worse than what he oh, did. I don't, I, Superman, dude, that, that that's way I worse than anything no, OT Genesis ever did. I could not say that I've listened to a Soldier Boy song. You don't have... I've never listened to it. Okay, are you really going to sit in front of me and tell me you don't know fucking um, uh, 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 that Soldier Boy song? Um, bam, 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 what, bam, the bam, one from like... Yes, the one ago? that made him famous, oh, Superman. But that was like fifteen years ago. That's bro. the one I'm talking okay, about. Okay, but like it was fifteen years ago. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the time frame. I'm speaking okay. of a specific song. Like, yes. like that's what I mean. You can't act like you don't know that Soldier yeah, Boy no, 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 song. No, no. I do, but I don't. I, I wouldn't say I listen to it. But it yes, was. I know this. It was. It was not exactly that. That's yeah. the whole point. Mm-hmm. It's. It's that fucking transcendent. <clears throat> but yeah, like, give him a shot, man. It's pretty dope. Yeah, that's what's up. But yeah, you know what else? I got put on. Uh, you know, just trolling around Twitter, I I caught wind of this artist. His name is Paige Kennedy. Man, this guy writes some crazy stories, and his flows are awesome. And he has really well done, well produced videos to go with them. But I would be remiss not to put a warning because this nigga's stories be sad. <laughs> Like That's they're funny. very well done, and they're but man, you might you might like you know choke up a bit at the end of these these videos because it's like damn bro what you go through man <laughs> but you, he's amazingly talented amazingly talented i don't know how much of the video production that he does but if he has a hand in that as well boy does that really show through because and, and i and i wonder about that because you have like people like joiner lucas who not only does amazing raps but then also has a, a very heavy hand in the direction of all of his videos. And so, you know, that's a, that's a wave these days. These guys are really creative. And so, yeah, I just, uh, Paige Kennedy, he was, I'm, I'm glad I found him. You know, if you're into, if you, if you want to like listen to some real entertaining, but heavy raps, it'll never happen. Yo, I never listened to, you know, it's really funny. One of my homeboys that shit the other day, he sent me, um, uh, a song that he meant a song that he made and he was just like yo the song is like the the epitome of despair i was like i'm never gonna listen to that <laughs> i was like i'm never gonna listen to that dude <laughs> come on son it, it might be never, great never, but never i don't happened. listen to entertainment to feel down man <laughs> bruh 
No, but it, it's got it. damn. It's, no, I feel. And, you know, and I'm not. Say, I'm not like of, devaluing it in general. I'm yeah, just saying that's like it's not, not my cup all, of tea. That's that's exactly why I, I questioned why I was going to give that disclaimer. But nah, some people fuck with that shit. I, I want it, I, I'd rather people go into it knowingly because yeah. not all people react well to those emotions. You know what I mean? <laughs> like for me, I was pleasantly surprised when when it was so emotionally evocative, and, and even though it was very sad and and crazy stories that I hope I would never ever have to encounter. I I I don't I know that not everyone's going to encounter it that way, and so I would hate to put somebody onto something on a public platform, and then they get like super depressed off of that shit. Like, nah, be, <laughs> nah, I felt that's like not my goal. The disclaimer was adequate. You know what I mean? Like as Alanis Morissette said, is a whole thing. You I know just hope that people don't respond negatively <laughs> to like, nah, you know what I mean? Because I do. Because in in all, absolutely, I could understand the response of. I don't listen to music to be depressed, so I'm not going to watch a amazingly well done depiction of Pretty something much. very depressing. You know what I mean? So I can understand that response as well. But that's why, kind of, was like, Ugh, I hope not more people are just, you know, go into it with knowing that they're going for good raps and they're going to get a heavy story. Yeah, sometimes that's all you need is a little bit of preface. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, hope yeah, people positively um, receive that. But yeah, check out Paige Kennedy, yo. His his music is is really good. But yeah, man, dude, did you see? The, did you hear about this crazy ass story out of Broward County? That um, <laughs> the that okay, so the parents of the students of Stoneman S. Douglas that were, you know, lost children ended up suing the school and Broward County sheriffs sheriffs for not adequately protecting their children and doing what you know their job because this kid was clearly a, a present danger in, in social media. And not even social media in public. And now the the Broward County Sheriffs and the school uh, board are trying to mandate that the parents have to prove that they uh, experienced emotional distress from the loss of their children. Wow. I was like, what the fuck? Are you kidding me? All I want to say is that they don't really care about us. That's only in Florida. But that's Parkland, bro. And that's mostly white kids. I'm like, whoa. That is some cruel shit. That is some cruel shit. I really don't think that one's going to fly, though. I don't think that one's going to fly, dude. That's crazy talk. I mean, yeah, you lost a kid, but are you sad, They're like, yo, if you didn't go to to therapy and and see a psychologist about it, then we're not going to help you. Yeah, like, I don't really believe you're sad that your kid died. I don't know. I don't believe that. I was just like, man. Yo, people are fucking douchebags, bro. Like, goddamn. Man, it's because we've like it's because punching motherfuckers in the face is so frowned upon. Like if if the parents of those kids were allowed to punch whoever wrote that in the face without having to worry about their life being like fucking tied up with a bunch of bullshit, that nigga would never write that. You feel me? He only writes that because he knows he's protected by Yo, fucking if bureaucracy. That, if, if, if that sheriff had what to square fuck? up with the parent of somebody who died, like here, you how feel about me? This? Let us square wow. up and I'll show you exactly God how angry damn. I am about my kid. Please. 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 Wow. Right now. That is. If you want me to prove it to you, I will prove it wow. to you with these hands. I mean, sure, I'll pay you, but mm, I don't know. How much did you really miss the kid? But think about it, dude. How long ago was Stoneman S. Douglas, bro? How uh, was that? Like four years, I'm guessing? I don't know. But I feel Did like it was around four we years. I don't think so. No. Um, but no, dude, How long, however long ago that was, they still haven't settled. Yeah. So I haven't done anything with the parents. That makes sense. 
That's crazy. That's why bureaucracy exists, man. Like, if you don't have the money to pay for, like, lawyers, like, that's one of the things that rich people do to poor people is they just tie you up in court because they no, know you can't afford people. the legal fees. This is Parkland's. Dominus Douglas? Those, it, are, those were not The tactic people. still works. It's still, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's to get you to... It's to and it's not the police department have involved, to so get you know to a resolution. Money. Yeah. The, the police department, you're never going to have The whole the point department. is to just to tie it up in court. And they, if you do find the. Mayor, uh, they can, they can yeah. beat you in court. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they can beat you in court, bro. Literally and figuratively. Man. We have no, the money yeah. and the we have the batons. <laughs> I will beat up. you with the gavel if you come in here with that bullshit. But yeah, that's yeah, that. That is listen, very, very hard. The Florida man story is not just relegated yeah. to the individual. Like Florida is an all-around fucked-up place. Like, yeah. man, dude, oh, I remember when I went back there for my grandfather's um, funeral. I just wanted to smoke in peace. <laughs> Do you remember how hard it was to smoke in peace? Yo, why are you laughing, bro? That shit is heralding. Yo, I'm never going back. Yo, I'm never living in a non-legalized state, bro. bro Fuck all that. Uh, yeah, I remember, like, I remember just being in L.A. And the first time, like, I was with the homies and they strolled up, like, outside in public. And I'm, like, looking around, like, yo, what are you, yo, what are you doing right now? That's good? My niggas is like... Yeah, that's good. While still rolling it, yeah. like looking at me like I'm ridiculous, like yo, because I've had friends that have fucking gone to jail over like fucking the smell of weed in their car. You feel me? You know, my nigga, people out here do so not believe it's me like, when I tell them like, no, my G, I've nah, had, I've, yeah. had, I've been, I've seen like been in cars, people get pulled over. And like they have stems and a mm-hmm. seed in the card, and everyone gets arrested for me. stems and a seed. Like, are you kidding me? Yo, board cops are the worst, bro. Idle hands, the devil's playthings, and these motherfuckers have weapons and computers that Man, with all kind of information I they shouldn't so have access many stories to. Stories about how like driving with weed and like, oh shit. We're getting pulled over. Somebody hide the weed. Oh man, hide the weed. Oh, shout out to Corey though. He has the most phenomenal. Yo, I don't know how, but this nigga managed to separate the fucking cushion in the backseat of my car from the base of the like the floorboard and like managed to shove the weed in there. Oh man, so many stories. Man, I haven't talked to Corey in in a minute. Man, because, bro, and that was the worst, because that was trash weed, too. Can you imagine (laughs) getting arrested for an ounce of trash weed? (laughs) Now that I think about it, yeah. It's not even, like, the high-grade shit out here. It's fucking Reggie. Oh, man. (laughs) Arrested for stress. Oh, that's Uh terrible. But, yeah. (laughs) Oh, how far we've come. The adventures of Florida, man. (laughs) Fuck that place. Yeah, no, man. Yo, that's mad cruel, bro. Like, I can't just get over that. That's so... That it's is so mean. A horrific like, stipulation, Monica. Yo, oh, I just don't the implication and the stipulation of that is think, just if you think inhumane. about it, like the most, the majority of the country is still like that. Absolutely, that's just crazy. That, man. that is why they're emboldened to be able to. That's why they have the balls to be able to do that and present it to you because that's the sort of um, environment that we live in right now. I'm just like, but it's just smoking weed, like Jesus criminy, because yeah. nobody ever smoked weed before. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on here? Like, how could you? Like, like you hell yeah, that's, really all, that's what I'm taking your shit to go do right now. For something that is like, yo, it, it just in comparison to alcohol, is so <laughs> benign. 
Just like, oh my oh, goodness, man. you are ruining uh, people's mental gymnastics lives for crazy. this shit. Yeah. Oh, it's so sad. Flight. Anyway, how did I get on the weed Small talk? Small amounts. Florida man. Well, that's Florida. What the, man. Florida man. Florida will always get that. That's how traumatizing it is, is that I can't think about Florida without thinking about getting arrested for weed. Yeah, for sure. It's got to be like ridiculous. I mean, I think it's decriminalized now, but I think they still get like, under the right circumstances, they can still be bored enough to fucking make your life a pain in the ass over it. <sighs> Terrible. And who's yo man fucking Trumpito got over his fucking Rona real quick, bro. What the <laughs> fuck was that about, man? I thought we was gonna have at least a couple days of he this feels shit. Twenty years younger. Like fighting with it. Nigga, did you see that nigga gasping for air? <laughs> bro, get the fuck out my face, you fucking weirdo. Hey, like, why do you have to take the mask off? It's like it's just so disrespectful. Like, I get it. You don't think that the mask matters for like public shit, but you know you have it. You said you have it. You clearly <laughs> look fucked up, nigga. Like oh, they're taking pictures of you to try to make you look better and shit. And like you're out here and you take the mask off. Like, come on, man. You don't. But your dumbass followers think you look strong. Yes. And yes. everyone else is like, wow, what an inconsiderate prick. Oh, like, come on. But yeah, man, he beat it. Bro, <laughs> dude, I think they took a page out of the <laughs> South Park storyline. This nigga, yo, Ben Shapiro was on fucking Twitter talking about, yo, I'm telling you, man. 2021, the movie's gonna have the best storylines. They're like, Ben Shapiro's like, they're gonna make a vaccine from Trump's blood, and then he's gonna be assured that he's gonna win the fucking 2020 that's election. Disgusting. I was First like, of Are all, you serious right that's now? That's disgusting. First of all, he's an old man. His his immune system is not gonna produce enough antibodies to fucking create some kind of vaccine. Yo, I don't give I don't a fuck. This shit is crazy. Yo, his blood could literally be like the panacea to every single illness in and, life. And I wouldn't that, want it. That will assure that I'm not getting that. You feel shit. me? I wouldn't I want it. The fuck out of here. Made out of Trump's blood. You feel I me? Instantly, I re- reject it. I'm good. Shit. I'm straight. I oh, want none man. of what he got, bro. Oh man. And the, 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 the VP debate uh, just came on. Kamala Harris was like, yo, I'm not taking no, no fucking vaccine that Trump says take. Feel me? That's exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, it's funny because you could tell she was trying to dance around it. She didn't want to say it, but she had to say it. She knew it because she'd lose the black vote if she said that. Uh, like, shit. she's here to shore up the black vote. And if you tell yeah, me you're taking a Trump yeah, vaccine, no, you're lost. the black you're lost vote is not nah. going to fuck with you, yo. You're doing what? No, but you know what? I don't see that. Fuck it. Let's move on because I watched the debate. Yo, that shit was good. Um, it was a debate. <laughs> they spoke. No, but it was it was a debate that can be analyzed. Like a lot of people are oh, mad okay. because like they evaded the questions and there was no substantive. And I was like, what the? F-? It was a it was a debate. This is what we should have gotten from the last fucking debate. But and then not that that is a good thing that our debates have devolved to this. But it was two people in the in the standard style of debate speaking back and forth. You know, kind of contentiously, you know, but mostly getting out what they had to speak, you know, say. Um, and there was tactics being used. You know, not for nothing, Mike Pence is very skilled in the traditional style of debate. Not to mention to Kamala Harris is better at the traditional style of debate. So it was fun watching her fucking... And the thing is, is that Mike Pence... Is, is trained in the style of the debate, but he's not trained in the particular style of human connection that re- that that requires like facial emotes and <laughs> tonal inflections and things like that. So he had a very good strategy and he delivered it well and very monotone. 
But Kamala Harris being a really good, and I can tell that she was caught off guard, but her retorts were very good, and she never let any of his bullshit stand without a good um, response. And it was a, she did really well, honestly. And, and, and fuck it, it was, as somebody who finds myself positively disposed to academia, this was a debate that I could at least say, like, okay, I didn't, I didn't waste my time watching it, at least. It was two people representing their sides. Mike Pence very strongly situated himself in the side of Trump and his base, and and he defended him well. And and not for nothing, you know, this, this dude's eye fucking looked like it was about to fucking, you know, swell up and explode out of his head, and he had a fucking fly sitting on his head for fucking... And it was the worst part was that he has dark white hair. So you could see the fly, and at first I was like, what the fuck is that? Bro, is, it's because he's Beezlebub, bro, bro. No, my big, you know what the, you know what my biggest problem with debate is, is that the fly on Mike Pence's head has more Instagram accounts and followers than nice. I've ever had. Nice. Yo, there's like thirty accounts and all of them have thousands of followers, and I'm like, yo, you know what? Fuck me. That nigga <laughs> has a better fucking PR and and social media spin than I do, and hey, I'm over here trying to talk real shit. That that fly out here getting airtime. Yeah, that fly out here making big moves, bro. If that fly's agent doesn't capitalize, man, he's man. stupid. Fly for 2021. Bro, and, and 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 as lame as they always are, the the uh Biden Harris campaign has already like made like meme fly swatters and all this <laughs> bullshit. It's fucking terrible, bro. It's terrible. Uh-huh. Yo, the marketing terrible. engine never sleeps, bro. Never. Can't do anything, we're gonna fucking sell it. But man, this is how uh, what's her face felt. Uh, this is how fucking what's her name? Starlight, the chick from Boys. This is how she felt in season one. She's like, damn, I can't do nothing. They just spin it into a commercial anyway. Yeah, that's just terrible. But no, um, Mike Pence tried to use the strategy of very frequently preempting the common, you know, liberal response to the things that he was saying. And And while that. Most people would be flustered because they're only using talking points. Kamala Harris is actually versed in in and a little bit more agile in her debate style. And so she was able to come up on the fly with good responses to the to the uh to the uh you know general uh uh addressing of the liberal concerns that Mike Pence would always try to try to uh preempt. But she did. I mean, mostly she used talking points. It is what it is. But that is influential with the people who she's trying to show up because black people really didn't care. Like, like it, for the most part, black people have their mind made up. They're either going to vote for her or not vote for her. You know what I mean? Like, either and and the ones who don't vote for her, it's not particularly on on her blackness. It's mainly on the general disdain for participating in the system at large. Has nothing to do with her. Has nothing to do with Biden for the most part. Has everything to do with not participating in a system that is willing to present Trump as a as as a candidate. And that's a and to me that's valid. You know, I've been listening to a lot of you know, I, I was just talking about earlier, I've been listening to Benjamin Dixon in the morning, um, on the uh click uh the political thirst trap podcast. But they've been um talking a lot about like and they make a good point that, okay, your choice is, is the benign evil or the active fascist. And, and, and for them, they are well invested in letting, you know, the benign evil persist. 
I pers- I, but as 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 a, as a and I feel this is a very Jamaican sensibility to not participate in a system that doesn't have your best interest in mind. And that's it. That's it. I don't need the general like and I think that a lot of Americans take for granted that a significant portion of the immigrant population even that's just one generation away society can devolve to a very low level before they are pressed for living especially because a significant portion of them live in poor black communities that have a a significantly low standard of living as it is and so it doesn't motivate them it doesn't motivate them to say like get out of it's like you know what how about i just don't about take i don't give a shit about any of it you know what I mean? And I believe that that's a very honest and, and valid uh, uh, reality for them to live in. And, you know, I, I think that it would do a lot of political parties uh, good to maybe address those populations and maybe say, hey, you know what? We know that there's a disaffected American population that we could uh, motivate because they are indoctrinated with the idea of voting. But I am, you know, all of and and that's the population that Kamala Harris is neglecting when she tries to take on this black black identity, because they're the ones who smell the disingenuousness of her doing so. You know what I mean? And that's the part that's like, you know, and and I see and a lot of people I see on Twitter that that I particularly I, I, I appreciate their opinions, but they they really they don't see the argument that's being made by people who are saying, Hey, you know what? I hope don't, don't try to champion her as some kind of truth and justice candidate to us because we know she's a fraud, you know? And that's mostly the, the, you know, the immigrant and first, first generation immigrant population who, who sees her that way. And that's actually a significant population, especially in the middle class. A lot of us, Occupy the middle class um, rung of society in the black population, and so it would do them some good to to mobilize and speak to us, because you know honestly I don't think it it takes her owning her blackness to actually be perceived as a black woman. She'll always be perceived as a black woman, even if she identifies with you know her first generation status, because both of her parents were immigrants. She is a first generation. That's crazy, right? You know what I mean? She's in the same demographic as us, technically, as a first generation um, immigrant. But, you know. Yeah, she's only like, what, 20 years older than we are? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not. No, actually, no. Maybe dude, not. Put her maybe 10. Yeah, maybe no, 10. She's like maybe 14, I think. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly about her age. But anyway, yeah. That is irrelevant. Um, she did. She did well in the debate. And um, honestly, I, I really do appreciate that, you know, the moderator and, and, and for what it's worth, the moderator would have been better off just letting them talk over because they weren't being egregious. You know what I mean? Like these were two very reasonable debaters. So if she just gave them time, if she did a better job of giving them the yellow light and warning them when their time was coming up, they would have probably responded to it and start wrapping up their questions. But um, it was way... God, 
man, that was one of the worst parts of the presidential debate. Biden would hear the thing and then he'd start complaining and then he'd wrap <laughs> up his question. I mean, or he'd wrap up his answer and then he'd be like, ah, fuck it. And he's like, come on, dude. You can't complain that you're not getting your time. The fucking uh, Chris Wallace being the feckless moderator that he was lets you continue and then you just fuck off the rest of the time. It's like, what the hell, dude? Donald Trump made every whenever Donald Trump got his fucking his his uh interruption in, he used it to maximum efficiency. He got in at least two insults. <laughs> he got at least two insults in. You know what I mean? And, and Biden would just throw his hands up. You know what I mean? Oh my goodness! Can you it, like? I was thinking, man, and I was just imagining because I, I was very active in debate in 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 high school, and. I just couldn't imagine if in a high school debate I told the other guy, ah, just shut up. Like, you're not, dude, you can't, like, that's like almost get, yo, your debate moderator might just yank you, dude, and just disqualify you. Like, are you crazy? And this, and that's, that's the conduct that we see on the stage on the presidential debate. So I was just happy to see that the vice presidential debate had a little bit more decorum to it. Um, the moderator, I think, I don't. I don't know how many. I. I don't want to speak on her uh, on her experience because I don't know. But it, it just felt like she didn't moderate many um, debates of this caliber, and that's okay because that just means that she has room to improve. You know what I mean? Like as she gets better, she'll realize like, okay, I'm gonna preempt like, especially if she thinks that they're getting like throw throw the t- you know throw the yellow light up so that they start slowing down so that by the time you say and your time is up they say maybe a sentence or two and then you're done you know like you gotta you gotta be able to feel them out no, that, i don't think that part's on the moderator though like everybody knows it's two minutes production can throw well, no, a, a fucking timer it's all on about there. performance you know what i mean mm-hmm. you're, you're right i'm just saying if you're a moderator and you want to make it entertaining and you don't want to look crazy <laughs> because they they were attacking her well i shouldn't say they the twitterverse was like the moderator did a poor job and it's like nah she didn't really do a poor job she may be a little bit inexperienced and so she, there's, she could uh, control the flow of the debate a little bit better. But nonetheless, she didn't do a terrible job. But that's, I mean, I guess that's a, only a nerd would give a fuck about. Like, who, who the fuck is listening to the moderator? Who cares? But One could ask the same about Twitter. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> but yeah, the the debate was decent. You know, I've been seeing a ton on fucking Twitter, like... People are talking about, like, the voter suppression and, like, oh, man, they would never mess with your vote if it's be- if it wasn't valuable. And I, and I just wanted to address some of that because I really do like Amanda Seals a lot. But she she tends to kind of take a hard stand on stuff. And, and, and the same could be said about Angela Rye as well. Um, they're both very intelligent black women, but they, they tend to take a stand on stuff. And they don't want to present numbers. They don't actually, like, they, they present a very passionate and emotional argument without the actual t- statistical evidence. And there's no statistical evidence that, that the black vote actually impacts the overall vote. Now, I do understand that there are some strategic areas in which black voters can try to impact state numbers like in uh south carolina mississippi alabama they have but those those states electoral colleges will never ever vote against their interest 
And so any place in which there's a significant um, portion, a significant electorate of black people to affect the vote on a smaller scale, they've, they have systems in place to disenfranchise them. And it's only a handful out of the 50 states. I mean, you're talking about maybe five states in which the black vote actually can sway the popular vote enough to, to, to merit the electoral college to have to even pay attention to it. And so it doesn't, on no level does it stand that the black vote is is one in which you can hinge the state of the of the election on because i even if the country was 50-50 there is a lot of conservative minorities and i believe more there is a large enough constituent of them that they are bigger than the voting black electorate that sway it in the side of republicans and so I, it's just disingenuous when when they try to to say, oh, they wouldn't try to 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 dissuade your vote if it didn't matter, because it doesn't matter. And and to understand why they're trying to dissuade your vote, it's because it's a psychological game. The more opposition that you provide, is the more that the person who you're opposing believes that there might be something valuable on the other side. And so they're just providing that uh, that opposition so that when they tell you it's your fault that this shitbag racist is in power, that you believe it. That's the only reason why they really want you to feel like you are empowered with a vote. Until this country makes the interest of black people the same as the interest of white people, there's always going to be a split constituency. There's it, it's. This country so clearly has two voting voting bodies that have distinct goals and, and desires in this country. There is a minority electorate that is trying to fight for an equal opportunity in this this country. And then there's the white constituency that lives under the privilege of being the majority. And... Unfortunately, this country has done a poor job through its governance and whatever other social mechanisms there are of making that experience one. And so because there's a split experience, because there's a, a, a split America like that, yeah, voting black is different than voting white. And when you realize that, you realize that the only power we have is as a constituency, as an entire black people. And, and as such... We don't currently have the solidarity to be powerful. So no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You probably shouldn't vote. And 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 honestly, you're not voting for something because you don't have any power in the system that you're voting in. And that's really the issue. But um it was funny, I was listening to, to Benjamin Dixon and he brought up a really good poor, um point about people who quote unquote want to see the, the system crumble. And that is, if you're not in a position of power when the system crumbles, you aren't going to have power after the system crumbles. And that's true. And that's why I never advocate for just anarchy system crumbling for, for, the, for the sake of the system crumbling. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, is that 
they have constructed a system that is that can only change through its utter destruction. Like they've created such a a, a Jenga tower of 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 societal norms and political regulation and and corporate oversight and and all of these and all of these pieces come together in such a way that unfortunately they're so interdependent that if you mess with any one of them you're you're talking about the fundamental destruction of the entire system and so no people I, I, people who want to see the system burn just so that a better one can be built are crazy. But there is something to be said that the system has to be like, if you've ever built something with Legos, sometimes you get so far in your design when you're designing on the fly that you have to deconstruct parts of it. And sometimes you have to go pretty far back and then rebuild knowing what you just the 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 problem that you encountered so that you can build to account for that and this society has to deconstruct its governance to some degree because the way it we've gotten so far down this bureaucratic bureaucratic hellhole that we gotta we gotta destroy parts of it so that we can rebuild it knowing that those are the pitfalls that lie before us but Yeah, it's an interesting time, you know, not because I believe in anything that's coming out of the Donald Trump administration, but because this is a time in which we can start not destroying, but deconstruction, deconstructing for a rebuilding. And I think that's a better framework to think of it in rather than even as a revolutionary, as a revolutionary, you don't always have to want to destroy the system. You know, that's a that's a framework that's brought apart, that that's projected by the people who want to demonize you. Sometimes you just want to deconstruct parts of it, which 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 has an idea of conserving. When you deconstruct something, you conserve the parts to use them to rebuild. You know what I mean? And maybe that's a, 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 a framework that people could think in about governance in this country so that hopefully it doesn't just devolve into a fucking Mad Max hellhole because it's becoming pretty bad out there, bro. Like, militias, they're talking about poll watchers. Poll watchers in fucking 2020, bro. That shit is crazy. Like, that shit is all over. Like, people are talking about, like, yo, yo, if you live in a neighborhood, you should be a poll watcher. I'm like, my nigga, what are you talking? Bro. I like how voter suppression laws just disappeared. Oh man, and and they got shot down in a lot of big places too. Like Houston had some shot down, um, a couple other places. I don't remember off the top of my head, but yeah, voter suppression laws have been getting shot down left and right. Shit is crazy. But yeah, um, you know what? I wanted to wrap up. I figured, hey, you know, we never really talk about like anything interpersonal relationships wise, so. I was going through some shit before, and I thought that it I I obtained some wisdom on it that might be useful to share with people, and and I'll get your thoughts on it as well. But For um, sure. when I'm in when you when you're in a long term relationship with someone, whether it's a romantic relationship or uh, just a, a friendship relationship or anything that has to to go on in which you're gonna deal with a person consistently for a long period of time. You, I've come to understand that you can't treat people 
those people like you treat normal people. Like, people that you just it meet in passing, people who you have no lasting connection to. And, and that's an important point of maturity that I had to come to because I know a lot of people who treat everyone the same. <laughs> and it, and, it's, and it's, it's weird. It's weird. And, and so over time, you know, I've come to realize, okay, cool. You got to develop uh, a set of rules that you apply to uh, people who are close to you and a set of rules that you apply to other people. Because it's not always going to apply. You're going to have to give certain uh, leeways to people who are close to you that you just wouldn't give to the normal person. That makes sense. You know what I mean? And in that, in in in, in and I'll speak personally on my personal my relationship. Uh, one thing that I've had to learn to do that I do with with Carolina that I that you probably would do best not to do with the you know people you meet in passing is is listening for the things that aren't said. And in a relationship, that's a skill, especially, and it's something that you can only do with some, someone that you're in a long-term relationship with because you have to know someone very well. You have to have a long uh, pattern of behavior to start to, to, to realize when, when people are, are kind of speaking in code. Like, and everyone has their own personal code. Like, people talk about love languages, but that's not it. You know what I mean? There, there's also, like, people have their own pain codes. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and when they're triggered... You know what I mean, and 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 the worst part about it is that in American society, since we don't have healthy mental health, like mental health awareness, people people's parents don't usually talk them through it because your parents are tip or typically, if your parents are there throughout your entire like young life, they are the best ones equipped to talk to you about it, and um, it's a very rare in this this society where parents are mindful enough. To, to to connect to their children with the things that trigger them. So then the next thing that happens is it comes up a lot in your in the person who you've chosen to be with. You know what I mean? Because it's not like it just goes away and ha ha I'm better now. I don't ever think about those late those early life traumas. Sorry. Fuck those things. No, they're still there with you. And so the person who you're with has to now learn to to speak with you differently. Because and that's why, you know, I don't fuck with people like even in my friend circle, like, I can only do that with, like, three people. And, you know, two of them, you know, one of them is my dad, one of them is my brother, and, you know, the other one is Carolina. Like, those are only three people I could do that with. You know what I mean? So when I say, like, it's, a, you know, it's not a rule that you could use with everyone. It's a rule that you use just with your closest people. Like, my mom, I could do it with kind of, but, you know, my, my mom is very individual. She thinks differently. Like, she wanted to vote Bloomberg, man, so I don't know what to tell you. You know, like... <laughs> Nah, nigga, what the fuck? Yeah, that shit is to this day, said nigga, like I'm that. still That's... mad about that shit, bro. She said that shit to me, nigga. That was, like, that was like a slap in the face. Like, she just seen me, nigga. Like she wanted to vote for stopping Frisk, <laughs> and you lived through that shit? Yeah, but anyway, no. You know what I mean? So I could do that. I can only do that with a few people, but doing it with Caroline is probably the most important because she has to deal with me on a regular basis. And um, not for nothing... She does, you know, it, it's frequently that I have to interpret what she says. You know what I mean? And But I will say that I have to do that far less with her than I have with any other girl I've, or any other woman I've ever been with. You know what I mean? Like, And that says a lot, you know? So I appreciate her for that. But there are definitely times when, you know, we're, we're talking and I'm getting frustrated because I'm talking about something 
and I'm not getting the response I th- I, I would expect or or even that I think is in the ballpark of what I'm saying. And it's because she's saying something to me about what I'm saying, but just indirectly. And while typically I would slap the shit out of a nigga for doing that to me and tell him, yo, talk to me straight. I respect her agency. And so what I've learned is, is like, yo, that is a skill. And, and there's a reason why you can't do with a lot of people. People who can do with a lot of people are they have a you know what i mean they go on to become psychologists because they can do it with a lot of people and that's a skill to have that you can make money off of but you know in an in a relationship you got to be able to to hear things that aren't being said because you never know when something you said triggers someone and that's just a byproduct of you know we meet people late in life you know they have tons of experiences before you and in and, and when you're younger, the younger you are when you meet someone, the less that's an issue because they've experienced a lot less. But later on in life as an adult, I've come to learn that it's a very important thing to recognize. Because once you recognize it, boy, cause that make does that make communication better? Absolutely. Especially if the other person is dedicated and, and, and shout out to Carolina for this, because she is dedicated to to being present of mind you know what i mean you know what yeah. i mean like it might take a couple of t- you know of moments but she's she really does try to like okay what's being said let's address the 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 situation at hand and not just the feelings you know what i mean because sometimes because what ends up happening is is that i'm misreading something i'm getting frustrated so i'm giving back you know what i mean the wrong type of responses and and it just it the conversation goes haywire when and then and then the worst part is is that once both sides come to the understanding of what was being said, the conversation comes back and it was like, damn, yo, we just had the mad biggest argument for no <laughs> reason. That detour, all the Big way. Big detour. So I just say that to say, um, it's a great skill to have. It's super important in interpersonal relationships and. And I and, and I don't know if you have any interpersonal relationships that that kind of you might be able to speak to on that or add to that. But yeah, I just think that that's you know more and more just talking about maturing shit because that's something you want to learn, especially before you have kids. You want to learn that kind of stuff before you have kids because the the road to learning that is one that can be fraught with a lot of you know, yelling and, and, and communication <laughs> that you don't want to, you don't want to impart while you're also trying to mold somebody else's consciousness. Cause they're going to pick it up in an immature state. Right. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, just, that's just something I wanted to bring up, but yeah, I, I want to shoot it over to you. I don't know if you had anything to add. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I think, uh, I tend to do that anyway, but that's more so as a result, it, it's because I'm I've, I'm very individualistic and I tend to see myself as different from most people. So in order to bridge, bridge that gap, I very often try to sort of... Um, I have like a default mental profile of everybody that I know and I fuck with on a, real, on a basic relationship. And that comes from that interaction with them. And for me, it is really important to me to sort of... Um, recognize those unsaid cues because not only do I not like to speak a lot, but also like most most of the time I just I just prefer to observe. And it, a lot of times, like you just you you see that stuff in people's behaviors if you um if you're paying enough attention. I'm saying you can kind of tell like 
we, we, like you mentioned, like where where their where their lines for things are, where their where their pain, what triggers them, how how they react to certain things, how they react to certain things that you do and or say. So I think that is definitely an important skill to build. That takes a lot of um, uh, uh, time and patience, but it's it's yeah, it's it's very valuable as far as. And, and I think that that's the part that's missing from social media interaction as to why it can't be your exclusive form of interaction because that skill. Well, and and and, I, and and you can see it all the time in social media interaction. That's what's missing is that there, there's none mm-hmm. of that interpersonal understanding of the other human being. Mm-hmm. No, and that's why there's no empathy connection. That's why there's no sympathy connection. That's why the, you know what I mean. Like you you can see and. and uh, that skill is something that is diminishing in, in our society. And, and it's one of the things that I think is going to ultimately be the doom of human beings, honestly. I think it's that detrimental. Yeah, I think um, it, uh, that, that uh, idea is something that that matures so late in life, even today, I think is a problem. Well, I think a, a part of it is because like um, right now, like the inverse is sort of being encouraged, right? Like people are trying to win arguments rather than listen to what each other's saying and coming to a common solution. I, I think that because of the distance and the social media interaction, we're a lot more inclined to do that because we're a lot less inclined to argue with someone who's looking dead in your face. You know what I mean? I, mean, I agree with that as well, but intimidate people in a lot of, in a lot of the social media, almost all forms of social media has a way of encouraging people to use the social media as a way built into it. Absolutely. And the algorithm encouraged that kind of behavior. And that drives people to do that much more than people would believe. Like exacerbates it. I I think on Reddit confluence. Yeah. I think on Reddit, a lot of the stupid people, stupid comments people make is because they're doing it because they want karma. They're doing it because they want, someone to see what they wrote and validate it in some way and that encouragement causes people to just rather than listen it causes them to go for shock value same thing on twitter same Mm -hmm. thing you know what i mean and i agree and i think that that's the the more we indulge in that and the less we indulge in that face-to-face learning of people i think is problematic yeah when we stop trying to understand each other foster personal contact groups especially in the state of and now and see it in, in i'm gonna take it a step further it's even made worse by by the roni the roni got nobody even wanting to talk to people these days you don't even want to go to nobody to see nobody you know what i mean and it's like man i really am very sad for this world that it's that it's becoming it, it's like it not only are they creating more more platforms to facilitate a a form of toxic engagement but they're creating the society to encourage you to engage in that toxic, you know, back and forth, you know, and it's just sad because, you know, it could be used for good. You know, I can think of tons of good things that do come from social media, but instead of like us recognizing the, the bad parts and then deconstructing a little bit of it to rebuild it in a better way, they rather just... They'd rather validate it. Like, nope, we were right all along. We should do it this way. <laughs> Even though we didn't know what we were doing in the first place, we were right. And we're going to keep doing it this way. We're, we learned to monetize it already. And look at this. It's a market already. Too late. Yep. <laughs> Pretty People much. making money on it already. Pretty what much. What are you going to do? Like, it's the worst, man. Like, we got to fix that shit. That shit is bad. But, yeah. It's going to go ahead and I'm going to wrap up with a um, RIP to Jonathan Price of Wolf City, Texas. Murdered yeah. by the... Uh, 
the Wolf City Police. Now, I'm not sure, and I wanted to take some time out to do some research on this, because, but I didn't have time to. Um, but So he de-escalated a fight <laughs> over the domestic violence issue. The police, being late as all hell, arrive on the scene. I guess somebody decided to call the police. After it was de-escalated, see him, tase him, shoot him to death. But then the police were arrested by the Texas Rangers? They have two types of police in Texas? It's too much. Either way, it's amazing because this guy, the the cop who tased and shot him was arrested and booked on murder charges and, like, no bail, like, treated like a real murderer. I was like, oh, shit. I'm not saying the Texas Rangers are a good organization. I have no fucking clue about them. Yeah, but that is fairly unprecedented. But that is un- that's that that was the right thing to do. Son of a gun. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. and it was relatively quick. Like they didn't take weeks to do it at all. Like this just happened. You know? So RIP to Jonathan Price. Hopefully there will be genuine justice for you. You know, even though the only genuine justice for this racist fucking society is the deconstruction of the racist systems that perpetuate it, this is one step in the right direction. Like, man, I was really surprised. But that was crazy. Like, I, I let me not overlook the fact that this man was needlessly tased and murdered by gunshot. For what, though, man? Like, what is going on with people? Like, these cops, like, come on, guys. Like, someone's got to come up. Like, all they're going to say is, it was was worthwhile. He was a big black guy, and he was dangerous, and there was a fight. And so he felt his life was in danger, so he should kill him. Like, no, come on, man. Which is ironic, because Mr. Price was an avid police supporter and Blue Lives Matter champion. This is what I'm saying. Like... Let us just, like, whenever y'all want to get real, I'm ready to get real. Whenever these motherfuckers want to get real, I'm ready to get real. But right now, like, y'all looking stupid because there's nothing you can say to defend this and you're going to try to defend it. Even the Texas Rangers said y'all was wrong. What now? It's like the lady when they were asking her um, if she supports Trump. <laughs> and she was just like, I support helping the people of Iowa. Yeah, but do you support him? I support Trump, the people of Iowa. <laughs> I was just like, yo. You feel bro. me? You have no choice. You put yourself in that position to be a, a, a clown in their circus. So when the spotlight is shining on you, you can only do one thing, which is juggle. You feel me? All you can do is juggle the bullshit. So fucking keep juggling. Yeah, man. I just want to give shout out, uh, give give another RIP to Jonathan Price, man. Like, and he was doing really good things, man. Yeah, he was and a community ambassador. There was, you know, every and I don't know why I feel the need to eulogize these gentlemen every time that they're murdered, but I just there's there's they give we give so much as a people to this country. For them to 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 not acknowledge that it doesn't matter whether you're talking about someone who's made the most mistakes, the least mistakes, a couple mistakes, two mistakes, they find it okay to murder us for any level of 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 living. And the fact that there is a concerted effort to discount that by the Pence and Trump administration 
is the only and, and 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 fuck the system that that says that the only way to combat that is to vote for Biden. But it is literally the only compelling I, reason I can imagine to vote for Biden that there exists. And so if you're registered to vote and your voting station isn't crazy, do, you know, maybe drop your ballot at the courthouse if you have your mail-in ballot. Um, it's a little bit late to be doing a lot of that other stuff. But, you know, you know, participate. I'm, I'm not going to. Only because I'm, I abstain from any system that I believe substantially works for my detriment. And I do genuinely believe that. But for those of you who think that this shit could change, go right on ahead. I highly encourage you. And that's the most that I'm willing to do to fucking combat the scourge of fascist Donald Trump. He, he, this is America, baby. This is what America been doing. America ain't going to get a lot worse for the people living at the bottom. Just to let you know, like the only people that have something to lose are like the middle 20, 30 percent. The bottom 60 percent don't got a whole lot to lose because there's nothing much to take from us. We've been scalped. We chilling. There's not we, we we're hip to the games. We, we, we keep our money where we can and all of that political change. Oh, we have to rely on the goodwill of the people who are up there because it's even if even if we were to try to fight them, they've created a system in which the only thing that can prevail is their goodwill. So fuck it. I don't need to participate in that system for it to roll. And it's not and, and my participation is only a scapegoating act. They're only gonna scapegoat you for for having participated in a system that you had no chance of influencing in the first place. And so I leave you guys with that. You know what I mean? Vote locally. That's the best way to get police reform. Vote for your sheriffs. Vote for your police chiefs. Don't vote for people like fucking, you know, the AG of fucking Kentucky. He's a fucking dickbag. And, uh, yeah, you know, participate where you can. But in these national elections, man, fuck that bullshit, man. They're both fucking the worst. And I'll leave you with that. Hit us up on the social medias. You can follow us on Twitter. You can hit me at at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron on the Twitters and on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and at uh, Rico underscore G Sound on the ground and I hit you with these words time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly will learn from peace out take it easy <laughs>